Welcome back to the Mental Health Commute with Dr. Walt Duffy and Matt Duffy. This episode, we actually are going to take on a question from one of our listeners. I thought it was a really neat question that can take us down a lot of roads. It's why when you are seeking help from a therapist and you tell a friend or your friends that you're seeing a therapist, that they automatically assume that you are having problems and or that you cannot figure out your problems and your emotions by yourself or with the help of your friends. If you just came to your friends, they could solve everything for you. Why don't you share everything with your friends? I don't get this. God, that was just a great question. Uh, What do you think about that, Matt? So maybe we start with just the overall premise of what is the purpose of going to a therapist? Well, I think nowadays it's really broadened why people go to seek therapists. Or what role is the therapist to serve in in your discussion with them? That may be different than if you talk to your friends or your family or your spouse. Or why is it different talking to a therapist? Well, it's very obvious you already have thoughts about this. So why don't you start off? Well, I always have thoughts on everything, but I like to come back at you versus giving you the opportunity to to tee up and hit me off. You know, I think there's a, I see a larger push now of people saying, well, everyone should just have a therapist. So it's becoming less associated with needing to solve a problem with mental health, which obviously therapists can assist with, and that's a large part of what they do. Why is it beneficial to have a therapist in your life? And the answer to that that I see most often is, where else do you get an unbiased source whose pure purpose is to give you the response that's best for you with no other motivations? Example in another industry that I think people can relate to is, why do you use a financial advisor instead of going to all your friends for financial advice? Because you're supposed to pick a fiduciary who are legally obligated to put your interests above their own, right? That is true. But I'm your friend, Matt. You trust me. Why would you? And you, you told me to buy Bitcoin 10 years ago, and I didn't listen, and I would have been better <laughs> off because of it, right? And I didn't buy it either, so we're there. But you also told me to buy GameStop at $600, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in the relationship, I'm your good friend. You know, relationships are about sharing events, emotions, what's going on in each of our lives so we can help each other out. So I'm just ready here. I'm your friend on the sideline to come jump in and help you out. Why aren't you sharing this all with me? And I can help you solve it all. Well, who says I'm not? There's nothing that says that what I talk about with the therapist, I can't talk about with anybody else. It's just the same reason I may talk to you about a topic, but also talk to my parents and my wife and my husband and down the road. Differing points of views may be important if I'm trying to figure something out. So I think that was a very good point you made. The therapist really has no quote-unquote skin in the game. Their skin in the game is to help you, but they're not trying to further an outside relationship with you. I can say about friends that would cause them to be unbiased is they're going to have somewhat of a concern of, I want the friendship to continue. So how willing am I going to be to tell you what you don't want to hear or really push back if I think it may be damaging to our friendship. Whether or not the discussion has any bearing on your relationship with that friend and they really have a fight in the game, 
if you have a boyfriend and they really dislike your boyfriend, then they may not be a, a good unbiased <laughs> conversation. But if you're having issues at work, they don't have a lot of skin in that game sometimes. But their skin in the game is, but I still want to be your good friend after this conversation. So if we look at that, when we were talking about therapy here and with therapists, it's really a broad category. So we're really looking at I as the person going to therapists, I'm invested in personal growth. I want to personally grow. And I'm not excluding other people. I still want my friendships, but I want to be a bigger contributor in my friendships. I want to be, maybe I want to be a better person in those friendships for whatever reason. Or there's just things that I feel like I would like to work on to personally grow. That might be in with my emotions. That might be in relationships. That might be in other things. I might be trying to figure out my career path and where I might be wanting to go opportunities? Is it something I'm, you know, we talked about in other episodes, is the goal that I think I'm going after the goal I really want. And having a sounding board of somebody who doesn't have that skin in the game to bounce that off of can really help you work through that process. And I think the other thing we think of in therapy is we're trying to prevent certain things from becoming bigger problems. Third one that comes in a lot is ideally I want a judgment-free zone. Now I I don't think we can ever see judgment-free as 100% but at least the person judging me isn't going to be around in the rest of my life. (laughs) Right I can isolate my judgment a person that I don't interact with except for when I want to interact with them and it won't carry over into other areas. By entering a judgment-free zone you're not risking a relationship. A lot of times when you're talking about maybe some sensitive topics or topics that people in your mind, they might not want to hear about or they're not the right person for you to talk about that specific situation for. In your mind, you're risking that relationship. But I'm going to pay this person, this therapist, to help me figure this out. One, they've probably had experience in helping other people down that road. So they might have some ideas, coping skills, tasks for me to do, homework, things that might be very helpful in helping me figure out some things as I go forward. And they really don't have, I'm not risking a relationship. I might say something that might upset them in the thing, but that's their job, right? (laughs) They're probably not going to kick me out of the relationship. They're going to might work with me by saying something like, you know, when you did this, this might be perceived or other people might take this as this. So those are a different way that you might choose approach that situation. So here's some possibilities that we can look at together. And these are some things that you might go out and try in the real world, like as in working with your friends, talking with your friends, other relationships at work. And then you can try those out and you can come back and we can talk about them and see what worked for you, see what didn't work. And I am here to help you grow. Don't worry about failing. You know, you can't fail. The goal is to try things and we figure out together what works and what doesn't work. So why someone would additionally seek out a therapist and why it's potentially becoming more popular just for life skills and life growth and life situations more so than attached to mental health. I think there's two things that can play a lot into it. One is the the big elephant in the room these days, which is social media means you need to always show yourself as perfect. So how willing are you going to be to expose the, the negatives of your life to people who always appear perfect? So part of why someone may not come to you for help is how often are you going to other people for help, right? Are you always showing that you have the perfect life? I think another big one is when I, as a, a person, setting up my support structures, there's now a big, the people who are close to me are supposed to be on my team. 
and they're supposed to take my side. So when I go to them for help, I expect them to, right or wrong, agree with me and come at my problems from what's going to be best for me, not necessarily help me see the situation clearer. If I have a bunch of friends disagreeing with me when they're supposed to be my have my back, now I don't feel like my friends have my back as much. So do I really want to cause that issue in my personal life? Because if I go to them asking for unbiased, but in the back of my head I'm going, but you need to have my back, <laughs> then I'm just going to create more issues because then they're going to give me their opinion. I'm going to yell at them for not being supportive of what I want. Yeah, so if something goes wrong, which it, it can, you might risk that relationship starts to fracture some. You know, I think if we just look out into space, in the business space, we talk about employee assistance programs that a lot of organizations and companies have. You have a lot of investment happening in therapy as a backbone of some of these new digital health companies coming up. And you also have now the virtual chatbots that are sort of has some cognitive behavioral therapy, task-driven that you're talking more to a virtual robot, iBot, that helps you with some very specific scenarios move forward. So to help you where you have certain emotions so they don't really become a problem in your life. And these things usually go on for like six sessions to 12 sessions. And if it's not solved within that, then you're referred out more longer-term therapy. But a lot of things in therapy can be solved in a you get a big boost in a very short amount of time, like over six to 12 sessions. Why is there a negative connotation with saying you go to therapy? And I think it's potentially because, like you mentioned, there's this association that therapy means you're, you're going for emotional trouble or some condition that you need help with. People think you're damaged. Yeah. But these days, a lot of people are going to therapy as more life coaching career, and it's not necessarily always associated with those other things. For me, the important thing is, is that you have somebody who's seeking a way to help them grow in some area of life. And we're talking about stigma anyway. So who cares, really, if that's to help them deal with some significant anxiety, depression, marital relationship, some problem, quote unquote, in their life. I mean, they're going and they're wanting to grow. That others should see that, wow, that person's taking a very positive step in their life. Versus, oh my gosh, something's wrong. If you have somebody who's playing baseball and say they have a high batting average, so 333, about one third of the time they get on base, they're able to hit the ball, not get out, get on base. And all of a sudden in baseball terms, they hit a slump. And now they're down to getting on base only one out of 10 times. They often go for therapy, coaching, ways to get out of that slump. You know, in that world, it is seen as a very positive thing. Why would they not go get help, whether that's with a mind coach, hitting coach, or something? It's just that from this person, it's just that when you bring up the word therapy with friends, the first connotation is you got something wrong, and what's going on? Now I'm a little bit on edge of what to do. So if someone's in that position, they're, they're telling their friend, or they're, whoever they're speaking with, that they're going to a therapist. And that person reacts negatively. Or, you know, why can't you talk to me? Why do you have to talk to them? Why can't I help you? Any, any of those things. How does that person respond to, one, help bring down the stigma of, that therapy's negative, but also not be dismissive of the this person or make fracture the relationship by being unwilling to engage and just say, forget it, you don't need to know. 
Yeah, so I think that what often happens is, say I come to you and say, hey, I'm, I'm in seeking talking to a therapist. If you have a reaction to me as why, here's what happens in my mind. Well, maybe I shouldn't go to the therapist. So you, you've just put at risk my ability to continue on my personal growth journey. You've just questioned that I do not value you, especially if you bring up that why didn't you come to me? So you're telling me that I don't value you. Where if you would have just said, wow, that's really neat. You're going to see a therapist. You open up a broad world. I might say a lot of things. I might say, yeah, you know, it's really neat. I've been able to learn certain things about myself, and this has been the best experience of my life. And, you know, I've seen how it's helped me in my relationship with others and stuff. It's really cool. You know, you might even try it. Or I might say, yeah, you know, I've been working on these things because I've noticed this in my interactions with you that if I could change some things. But when you say why or something like that, you just close me off and I'm not going to bring it up again, most likely. The person who's seen a therapist is talking to someone who doesn't listen to our podcast and they ask why. What's a pocketed response? Because I think a lot of times the anxiety is, I don't know how to answer that question. Or is there a way to respond to that that one brings the conversation back to more of a a neutral ground, but also maybe puts the power back in the person who brought up the conversation, who said that they are the ones going to therapy? I would say because I'm working on personal growth or something to that vein, just some things I'd like to work on, talk on, because all of a sudden I'm looking for what your next response is, right? If you say why, I might say, well, once you answer why, you might have closed me off. I might, you know, from our last one of our previous podcasts, I might become stubborn because you sort of closed me off. I might say, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And now you're going, but I want to know why. That might be a very common response. Or I might just shift the topic off to something completely different. How's Rover doing today? <laughs> and that's telling you that should put up a little antenna in your little ears that you hit a nerve. But if I want to continue and I want to test you one more time to see if we're somewhere we can go with this, I might say something like, I just wanted to find out more about myself. I think where we're leading to, and maybe this is a discussion for further down the road, is as a person in therapy, I have a a fear of what other people's response is going to be if I tell them that I'm in therapy. Or maybe I didn't have the fear, but the first time I said it, I got a negative response and now I'm fearful. A potential conversation at some point in the future is how open should people be about the help they're seeking and if they want to be open what are some ways they can go about broaching the topic that may set the other person up to respond favorably and they can have more control over the way that conversation goes i think that's a great topic because it's not only do i bring it up but if i bring it up with whom how many people how do i choose who to bring it up with that's a great for one of the future episodes So thank you all for tuning in. Again, subscribe or download. And mom, this is for you. Alexa, play the next episode of the Mental Health Commute.